excuses here. Friends, listen to me. This is serious business. What the world needs today is Jesus. The Bible says in John 3.16 that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And hello, everyone, and welcome to a program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with my co-host, Nathan Jones. We thank you for being part of our program today. We have a great program prepared to you to, for you today as we talk about battleships of old, looking at the book of Ezekiel, chapter 27. So we hope that you can enjoy us, and that you can join us for today's study. Those of you following us live on social media, on Pray.com, we'd love for you to share this program with others so they can follow along with us as well. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host of the program, Nathan Jones. And Nathan, would you be able to open us up with a quick word of prayer? Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this opportunity to study your word. I thank you for all those who are tuned in through so many different venues. Uh, Lord, we want to understand you better, understand your word better. So speak through us by your Holy Spirit in your precious and wonderful name. Amen. Amen. Again, you're tuned into Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition, Big Batista Nathan Jones. Again, Ezekiel chapter 27, Battleships of Old. Join us and follow us for today's program. And of course, again, Nathan, it's great to be with you once again in the program. It's good to be with you every week, brother, sharing God's word and hearing about uh, things that's going on in the world and the ministry. Uh, uh, folks, uh, if you're praying for Lamb and Lion Ministries, our one of our uh, beloved trustees, Daryl Nunley, he's the co-author along with Dr. David Reagan of our book, The Basics of Bible Prophecy. Uh, he passed away uh, this past weekend. Uh, many years of service to the Lord. He was uh, uh, just, I, I went to Israel with him on one of the trips, and uh, he was a, a good supporter of this ministry. So we praise the Lord for him and celebrate his home, homeward boundness. And uh, also Dr. Charles Stanley uh, has passed away, and uh, we think of what a great influence he's been on our studies over the years, and how many books, at least I've read, Vic, uh, on the, by Dr. Charles Stanley. I don't know how he could write so many books, so praise the Lord that uh, he's homeward bound now as well, right? Yeah, Nathan, and like we did last week, Nathan, you mind if we pause for a second, and I'll, and I'll just uh, share a quick prayer for their families? Yes, please. Yes. Yeah, Lord, we do thank you. We thank you for our Daryl's faithfulness, as well as Dr. Stanley and the many years that they served you, God, and kept their eyes on you. But now they're home with you. They've been promoted to heaven, but yet they left loved ones behind uh, who will miss them. So we pray for the loved ones, Father God. We pray that those seeds that were planted will be watered and the people will come to faith in you through their passing. So again, Father, we pray for peace for their families and closure. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Yeah, Nathan, these are uh, wonderful men of God, especially uh, Charles Stanley. He really impacted my life early on as a Christian. He was one of the first people that I would listen to in radio and uh, and just uh, the great impact that, you know, these individuals left in our world. Yeah, uh, you know, it's just amazing how the Lord uses some people and he can use any of us. Obviously, if we're willing, if we put our faith in him and allow him to work through us, uh, uh, there can what's that song from that uh, movie Joseph? I remember that old animated movie from about 15, 20 years ago. Uh, he can do miracles when you believe, and that's so true. The Lord can work through you mightily. You just have to hand the reins over to Him and let Him control your life and use the skills and talents and abilities that the Lord's given you, and He will use them mightily to build His kingdom. 
Amen, Nathan. And uh, again, just uh, it, it, it's a bittersweet moment uh, when these uh, when we share these things. But uh, th that's what it is. They've trusted in Jesus, and we know that they are definitely in a better place. So, uh, uh, individuals uh, in, uh, that are um, have lost loved ones, but they've trusted in Christ. According to the Bible, we will see them again, and we rejoice in that. Nathan, speaking of rejoicing, there's a lot of wonderful things also happening uh, with the ministry here. Uh, you and I have been getting some wonderful feedback from uh, individuals that have been tuning in to thepray.com. Can you share with individuals how they can get a hold of a program and the different outreaches? Oh, absolutely. Well, you can uh, check us out primarily through our television program, Christ in Prophecy which airs on all the major Christian networks. Uh, Tim Moore is the host, and I'm the co-host. And actually, Tim Moore is here with us today. Praise the Lord. Uh, you can also check us out on our website at ChristInProphecy.org. Uh, we have a wealth of information there to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, you can find us if you want this podcast, The Truth Will Set You Free. You can find it on uh, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, through our RSS feed and Pray.com. And speaking of Pray.com, Vic, I, I think you have a little story that uh, you shared earlier that was pretty encouraging. Tell us about it. Nathan, yes, I, I uh, uh, of course, you know, I'm by vocation and I was working here in the Florida area for this wonderful organization, the Avent Health Systems. And as I was working, I was walking through uh, some of the floors doing my uh, uh, normal duty and a few people ran to me and say, hey, I recognize you uh, from the program on Pray.com. And I was like, wow, that's awesome that people are listening in uh, and they also uh recognize us and that the word is getting out to them and one individual hardly couldn't believe that it was me he goes is that really you was that and i said yeah that was that's part of our program so he was very blessed that he will actually have the opportunity to meet me live so yeah that was wonderful well, that's amazing they can recognize you off of an audio program <laughs> Well, you know, Nathan, I think the wonderful thing is that on Pray.com, we actually have our picture there and yes. uh, people get a, a quick glimpse when the uh, picture sort of like scrolls through. So I think they also put a little bit of the face together with the voice. Well, I'm impressed that those uh, two could recognize a face off a tiny thumbnail and draw <laughs> dress and scrubs in the middle of a hospital. So uh, I got to say this, though, Vic, I'm not sure that uh, with the three of our pictures, it Everybody would call that a blessing, but nevertheless, uh, at least it makes allows them to connect us with uh, with our voices. <laughs> that is so true, Tim. Oh, uh, also, Tim, it's, a, it's, gr it's great to have you on as well. <laughs> Thank you. Well, and, 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 and folks know that we always have a wonderful time here, and uh, we do thank you all for your support and your prayers. We're very grateful and encouraged to the fact that you are tuning in and being part of the program. So please take advantage of all these resources that we just shared with you and uh, feel free, give us some feedback. We would love to be able to hear from you. And of course, speaking of feedback, we have been making our way through the book of Ezekiel, chapter by chapter and verse by verse. And uh, we've been uh, looking at chapter 27, looking at the judgment of this nation called Tyre, the people of Tyre. And last week we were looking at uh, God's judgment towards them and also how this was a prophetic destruction uh, that came about in two waves, ending with Alexander the Great. So for those of you that were not part of last week's program, we would encourage you to follow along with us in the Word of God 
so that you can be blessed with uh, today's study. Nathan, and for those that were not part of the study regarding Tyre and that amazing prophecy, quick recap for us. In other words, you mentioned to us that it came in two waves and it was actually ended by Alexander the Great with a total destruction. Yeah, so as we read through Ezekiel 27, it actually started in 26 and will end in 28. So three whole chapters the Lord dedicates to the destruction of Tyre. Now, Tyre was a major merchant city of its time period. It's modern-day Lebanon today. Uh, but it would be like the New York City or the, um, I don't know, uh, the London or any of these major cities of e-commerce or commerce at the time period. And uh, so Tyre was being judged because as the Babylonians uh, were destroying Jerusalem, the people in Tyre kind of laugh and mock the Jewish people. Well, God, there's Jewish people are always going to continue to be the apple of his eye. So he will punish all the nations surrounding Israel that were mocking him and, and helping. Basically, they didn't stand up and, and object to Babylon's destruction. So what does the Lord say? As we read in the last chapters, well, OK. Well, now you're going to be destroyed, Tyre. And Tyre was more of a city-state at the time. And the same Babylonians, King Nebuchadnezzar, that went down and destroyed Jerusalem, also went up to Tyre and destroyed the land portion of the city. Now, what's interesting is that, that the prophecy is that it will be so destroyed that fishermen can spread nets on its location. Like, there's nothing left there. You can spread nets to dry on, on it. So what happened is that the people escaped off the inland and went to the other half of Tyre, which was on an island. And so many years later, uh, we get to Alexander the Great and his besiegement in about 332 BC. And Alexander the Great took the remains of the old city, built a causeway with the remains out to the island and conquered the island. And it was so destroyed that it sunk into the ground. And literally Tyre was wiped off the map. Now there is a new Tyre but it's not on the same location, a modern tire. But so that's a little bit of the history here. So it's one of these prophecies that many people who study apologetics, which is the defense of the Christian faith, point to as a key prophecy that shows that the Bible can be trusted because the word of God came true. Excellent. And of course, again, for those of you that just tuned in, you tuned into a Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition, Vic Batista, Nathan, John, and Tim Moore, again, as we're looking at uh, battleships of old, looking at Ezekiel chapter uh, 27. So Nathan, again, it, and it's just amazing. They, they were amazing uh, uh uh, uh, warriors, if you will, masters of the ships of the oceans, and yet the Bible speaks how they're going uh, to be destroyed, how they're going to fall. So we're going to pick it up in Ezekiel chapter 27, verses 25 through 29. I wanted to see if maybe Tim can open us up there by reading verses uh, uh, 25 through 29 for us, and in case someone doesn't have a Bible, they can follow along with us. Sure thing. Beginning sure verse thing. twenty-five. Verse twenty-five. Yep. Of Tarshish were the carriers of your, for your merchandise, and you were filled and were very glorious in the heart of the seas. Your rowers have brought you into great waters. The east wind has broken you in the heart of the seas. Your wealth, your wares, your merchandise, your sailors and your pilots, your repairs of seams, your dealers in merchandise. And all your men of war who are in you with all your company that is in your midst will fall into the heart of the seas on the day of your overthrow. At the sound of the cry of your pilots, the pasture lands will shake. All who handle the oar, the sailors and all the pilots of the sea will come down from their ships. They will stand on the land. 
Wow, this is and this is impressive here. We see this uh, amazing uh, uh, marine military, uh, if you will, might. And here the Bible talks about how they're going to. And now, Tim, you served in the military for many years. You're very aware of wars and how things are fought. And uh, we see here just an example of uh, of, of you know wars have taken place in in the seas. And we know in the near future. Things are going to escalate to some point, even with modern-day weaponry. They sure will. And one of the things that's interesting, I mean, I also am a pilot. We think of that term referring to a pilot of an airplane. But really, pilot in this context is a pilot of a ship, someone who leads a great ship in and out of a harbor, typically. So to this day, just as a point of historical reference, uh, Navy pilots uh, drive ships and naval aviators fly planes. So uh, just for our listeners who, who equate the word pilot with someone who flies an airplane, from history and even to this day, it refers to someone who uh, navigates a boat. But I find it very interesting, even in this passage, that Tyre's great wealth, its might on the seas, uh, has led it to a great degree of pride and even haughtiness. And that's what we saw in the very uh, beginning of this chapter 27 in verse 3, where Tyre said, I am perfect in beauty. And as it went on, verses four through nine, which all have already reviewed, Tyre had a great deal of haughtiness. They were very proud and confident in their might and their seagoing strength. And yet, as this passage I just read indicates, they will be brought low. And the Lord indicates that very clearly in this lament that he told Ezekiel to utter. And that is fantastic. And that's what we notice here all throughout as we're looking at this story. God was dealing with his people. He wanted them to be humble. He wanted them to turn to him. But then also those that were against God's people, the Bible says God is also going to deal with them as well. And Nathan, that's been part of the heart of our study is the importance of humility and repenting and turning back to God before he needs to bring about judgment in individuals. And a lot of times the Lord will act on uh, different nations or people groups for the purpose of also bringing it down to the personal level so that we can make the application to our own lives and our own relationship. Uh, when you read about the history of Tyre, especially during Alexander the Great's time period, I'm pulling from worldhistory.org here. Uh, Tim's absolutely nailed it. that uh, These people were, were horrifically proud of their, their seamanship, their military power. They thought they were unbeatable. They were happy to see their enemies being destroyed by the Babylonians. And then later, as Alexander the Great was coming in, they thought they were uh, totally impregnable out on their island uh, city state there. Uh, I was reading through this article here. It's, it's fascinating. Is that So uh, Alexander the Great would try to take Tyre, not militarily, but he wanted to sacrifice. So he was a worshiper of Hercules. And so he said, hey, I'm going to come into the city and I want to worship Hercules. And the people were wise to him and knew that he was just trying to get him in into the city. And they said no. But then Alexander used that as an excuse to come into the city. The problem is, is that the Tyrrhenians, they're called, had a massive navy, right? So what did Alexander the Great do besides starting to have orders people to build that causeway out to the island? He went around to the local other nations he'd already defeated and took their ships. And he ended up bringing 220 of his own ships back to assail Tyre. So no matter how powerful Tyre thought they were, there was always a bigger power. You know that old story, there's there's always a bigger bully in the in the playground. And 
and Alexander was definitely bigger than them. And he, it was quite the battle, and it took quite a long time, but eventually he took it down, and not only did he attack them so ferociously, but the island parts of it actually sank into the sea. So, uh, and that was in fulfillment of the prophecy that uh, just read here. I think it's also important that in terms of application, we have the saying, pride goeth before the fall. And, and that's true in ancient history. It's true today for individuals and nations. And some Christians take this so seriously that they avoid using the word proud. My own father does not like to use the word proud to describe his, uh, his sentiment toward his children or grandchildren or anything else because pride goeth before a fall. And I think scripture makes that very clear. Those who humble themselves before the Lord God, he will lift up. Those who are contrite in heart, he will restore. And yet Tyre exhibited not only pride and a, a haughty degree of overconfidence in their military strength and their wealth, but they also denigrated the people of God. They, they even just said, aha, relative to Israel's uh, disciplining. And, and I think that has such dramatic application to our nation today because we are very proud of, of America as Americans. Uh, we are very confident in our military, our economic strength, but all that can be brought low and adding insult to injury, quite frankly, uh, at least of late, we have been very dismissive as a nation, obviously the administration in power now, toward Israel and, and trying to undermine its security. And God does not take that lightly. He did not with the people of Tyre. He does not today. So we should learn from history and learn from Scripture, but all too often uh, we seem to lack the wisdom to do so collectively. Obviously, I hope Christians have great uh, discernment and ability to apply this wisdom from God's Word. And that's a very good point uh, there, Tim. I mean, we see here in the next few verses how all this is going to come crashing down on them. And uh, individuals likewise, when they when they don't put their trust in the Lord and they put their trust on the worldly things, sooner or later, those things will collapse. Nathan, will you be able to take us there through verses 30 through 32 of Ezekiel chapter 27 as we look at this next portion of Scripture? Yeah, let's pick up at yeah, verse 30. I think we have a little echo here. Sorry about that. They said, they will make their voice heard because of you. They will cry bitterly and cast dust on their heads. They will roll about in ashes. They will shave themselves completely bald because of you. Give themselves, I'm sorry, gird themselves with sackcloth and weep for you with bitterness of heart and bitter wailing. In their wailing for you, they will take up a lamentation and lament for you. What city is like Tyre destroyed in the midst of the seas? That, that's amazing. Uh, you know, uh, Tim, as you notice, there's so many stories about uh, cities being uh, disappearing into the oceans and myths. But here we see the reality. God said this was going to happen. And here the Bible says they were destroyed in the midst of the sea, just like it was prophesied. Amen. You know, and it's not just pagan cities like Tyre who flaunt the will of God. Uh, he disciplined other cities. Jesus himself had declared judgment on three cities in the region of Galilee that were exposed to his ministry, that saw his, his very miraculous signs, even as he walked on the earth, and yet, by and large, did not give themselves over to faith. And so for Capernaum, for Chorazin, and for uh, Bethsaida, he said, it, it will be more uh, tolerable for Tyre and Sidon in the day of judgment than for those cities. So God is not a respecter of 
of any so-called greatness in the eyes of man. He judges with perfect judgment and righteousness. And so whether it was cities in you know, northern Israel, the region of Galilee, whether it's this great city of Tyre, whether it is modern cities, those who reject him and don't heed the warnings given by his prophetic word and by scripture itself, they will reap the, the consequences. And tragically, Tyre did, and it was utterly destroyed. You know, what's interesting, Vic, you know, is, is how the battle ended, because there was a lot of back and forth between the Tyre's ships and, of course, the ships of uh, Alexander the Great. Um, the, what's interesting is uh, some of the tactics they used Tyre uh, dropped boulders around the island so the ships couldn't get close, and so they had to use chains uh, to pull the boulders away. And then when the ships did get close to the walls, the Tyrenians would drop burning hot sand into the boats to scorch and, and the people. So needless to say, the, uh, the uh, Macedonians were quite upset and anxious. So they were able to get two ships up to the walls with bridge equipment, and then the troops just started pouring in. And man, it says here on uh, worldhistory.org that the surviving Tyrrhenians fell back to the Agonorium, which is an old fortress in the northern section of the city, but they only managed to hold out for a brief period before they were slaughtered. The besiegers' blood was up, and after a long and bitter siege, they were not inclined to be merciful. So for months, they'd endured grinding labor, been tormented by artillery and archery, and witnessed the slaughter of their captured comrades on the city walls. 6,000 Tyrrhenians were slaughtered when the city was taken. Another 2,000 were crucified on the beach. A further 30,000 were sold into slavery, slavery, and among those spared were the king and his family, some Carthaginian pilgrims who took sanctuary in the temple. The Macedonians had only lost 400. And when the siege was over, it went from January to July. Alexander did go into the city. He did make his sacrifice to Hercules. He held a torch race, a triumphal procession around the streets of Egypt, and then, having subjugated it, he turned his attention down to Gaza and conquered Egypt. So, uh, man, it is quite the fulfillment of Bible prophecy here. It was utterly destroyed, just as the Lord told Ezekiel and here in Ezekiel 27. And, and that is so impressive. I remember as a young kid, I used to play a game called uh, Who Sank My Battleship? I don't know if you guys remember that. <laughs> in this case, the history tells Alexander did. I'm, I'm giving away my age, right, Tim? Uh, all of us, actually, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, here we see the accuracy of Bible prophecy. And, you know, as we look at this passage, it correlates and it parallels also so well uh, with what the Bible has to say in the time of the tribulation, with the fall of Babylon, the great city that was also rich with merchandise and riches and all these things. And the Bible also set, talks about how it is going to go down. Uh, would you be able, Tim, if you have time to go and, uh, with us there to Revelation chapter 18 and read for us verses 17 through 19 of Revelation 18, if time permits for you? 17 through 19. For in one hour such great has been laid waste, and every shipmaster and every passenger and sailor and as many as make their living by the sea stood at a distance. And they were crying out as they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, What city is like the great city? And they threw dust on their heads and were crying out, weeping and mourning, saying, Whoa, whoa, the great city in which all who had ships at sea because became rich by her wealth, for in one hour she has been laid waste. 
That's an amazing prophecy. And for those of you that are part of our program and following along, we're looking at Ezekiel chapter 27. You're tuned into the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition, Big Batista, 10 more. As we're looking at battleships of old, as we're correlating this uh, story that we find here, this amazing prophecies in Ezekiel to also that great fall of Babylon in the old days. And Nathan, verses 33 through 36 and Ezekiel chapter 27 really tie these two together, Revelation 18, uh, because it gives us these amazing details. Would you be able to read for us, Nathan, verses 33 through 36 back in Ezekiel chapter 27? Yeah, I mean, it's an excellent comparison because the fall of Tyre, although it took a long time, the description of its destruction will be very similar to the Antichrist city, this Babylon or mystery Babylon, and it'll be destroyed, though, uh, by an angel in in less than an hour. So uh, there is a difference there. But overall, yeah, Tyre is a, a symbol or a type, you could say, of the fall of Babylon. Picking up verse 33, uh, when your wares went out, I see you satisfied many people. You enriched the kings of the earth and with your many luxury goods and your merchandise. But you are broken by the seas and the depths of the waters. Your merchandise and the entire company will fall in your midst. All the inhabitants of the isles will be astonished at you. They're kings will be greatly afraid and their continents will be troubled. The merchants among the people will hiss at you. You will become a horror and be no more forever. No more forever. And there we find again this lost city, as we said, the Bible spoke of its fall. The Bible prophesied what was coming uh, and it came. And, and, and for those of you that are part of the program, this is why when you have an opportunity to turn to the Lord, uh, this is your opportunity now because you don't know how much time you have. And the Bible is clear that whoever does not turn to the Lord, what awaits him is judgment and destruction. But yet the Bible is also clear that those have turned to the Lord, God will be gracious upon them. Uh, Tim, for someone who maybe doesn't have a relationship with the Lord and maybe even right now are, are part of this program and they might be contemplating a relationship with him, would you be able to share with them how they might be able to start that relationship with the Lord even right now? Sure, I could. And, sure. and I'm happy to build on what you said, Vic, because it's so important that people in our society and, and really around the world today put their trust in riches and in wealth and in uh, material possessions and in security. So we buy locks for our homes and in uh, security systems for our houses, trying to keep thieves out. And the Lord has something to say about that. He said, you're building a barn to store your riches, but your, your life will be required of you. You're talking to a man this very night. All of us are standing on the brink of eternity, whether uh, the Lord uh, demands of us our life soon or, or in a short, short period of years, but eternity awaits. And so all of these things, all of this uh, worldly possessions and, and security in this life are so very fleeting. And so the only thing that will matter is putting trust in Christ so that we can be assured for an eternity of salvation and living forever with the Lord God Almighty. And the way that a person does that is simply by repenting of their sins. That means to turn from the sinful ways that all of us were engaged in uh, prior to coming to Christ to say, Lord, I have sinned against you, not just against others around me, but against you. And I am sorry. I intend to change my behavior, but I can only do that through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so I put my trust in Jesus Christ, in his shed blood, in his perfect sacrifice, paying the penalty for my sin, for all the wrongs I've ever committed against you. And only in Christ do I have confidence of eternal salvation. Once a person does that, 
they will be given the indwelling of the Holy Spirit to lead and guide them into greater uh, holiness and into greater understanding even of the Word of God, and they are given the blessed assurance that they are Christ and He is theirs forever and ever. And so literally, just saying a prayer like, Lord, I have sinned against you. I am so very sorry. I accept your Son, Jesus Christ, as my Savior. I want to make Him Lord of my life. And I ask you to uh, to come into my life and change me forever. Amen. That will make you a Christian because of your stated faith in Christ, and he will be faithful to preserve you forever. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Tim, for that invitation. And maybe you have trusted in Christ right now. We would love to hear from you. Give us a call or text us 305-992-9537. We would love to rejoice with you, give you a study guide and send you more information so that you can grow in your relationship with the Lord. And we encourage you, find out a good Bible teaching church, get plugged in, get baptized and continue to grow in the things of the Lord. And uh, give us some feedback. We would love to rejoice with you and celebrate uh, your new relationship with him. So again, we're excited for what God is doing. Nathan, Tim, thank you so much for being part of the program. We ran out of time for this segment of the program, but what a joy has been having you on. Thank you very much. Vic. Always very much. Enjoy it. Yes, same thing, brother. And of course, we ran out of time for this segment of the program. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, and Tim Moore saying goodbye. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. Have a wonderful day. The good news is finally here. Friends, listen to me. This is serious business. What the world needs today is Jesus. The Bible says in John 3.16 that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life.